Mary Holmes here. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. You have got that. <clears throat> um, absolutely not. <laughs> I thought think it was one. You usually don't do ones where you actually need to know no, much that's right. about music, hey? Yeah. But occasionally um, you're allowed to do it. For anyone who's interested, there's a great Rolling Stone article on songs written in D minor. Um, which you can find online. Now, Mary sort of didn't have much choice uh, but to do this theme (laughs) this week after I promoted a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Kids in KiwiSaver, great great, uh, great theme. And it's not quite as straightforward as it used to be because they used to get a thousand bucks when your child signed up. That's right, and yeah, and that lasted a few years. For everybody starting Mm. at whatever age, you got a thousand dollars in there, and then disappeared between disappeared between my first child and the second yes. child. So it must have been twenty twelve. Yeah, so mm. that means you've got to do that for all the others. Put the thousand dollars in yourself to mm. even them up. Yeah, but but bef- so you say before we're just not going to tell them <laughs> before we before we start. I just wanted yeah. to say there's some tips here for people who don't have children who know other people's children. Um, so an idea here for anyone who wants to help. Any kid, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, before we get to that, any parent or guardian can sign up a child at any point, from you know the day they're born to any, at any age. But the, if the child's got two parents, two guardians, they ha- actually have to both be in on the signing, which occasionally causes trouble, okay. but but not usually, not. For most people, and there are a few rules about under 18s. They don't get any contribution from the government, and they don't have automatic enrolment when they start a job, which can apply to under 18s, of course, part-time jobs. So you're not automatically enrolled the same way as over 18s are. Um, Having said that, if the kid is already in KiwiSaver because you've put them in there, then when, if they get a job as a teenager, then there will be money taken out of their, well, there should be 3% taken out of their pay unless they opt out. Mm-hmm. You know, the same rules as, as for adults. Um, so and if they didn't want that, they could go on a, save, a saving suspension. But I would suggest you... Discourage that. Yeah, you know, it's really try and get them into the habit. Yeah, of, yeah it's really great. Money. Yeah. yeah, for the kids to just right from the word go. What's this about? You know, mm. well, it's about building up your KiwiSaver. Um, and and the other rule is that employers don't have to contribute. The way when you're over eighteen, if you're putting in three percent or more of your pay, the employer's got to put in three percent. Um, when you're under eighteen, they don't have to, but a lot of them do. Because it's not very much money for them. If you're hiring a teenager on a part-time basis, putting in three percent of their pay is usually not not big dollars for an employer. So a lot of them do anyway. Mm-hmm. But so that's the rules. Um, so people say to me, "Well, why would I contribute to a child's KiwiSaver given that the government's not putting any money in?" And the answer to that is just that it's a neat way to actually help the the kid build up savings, um, probably for a first home. Mm. That's what I would talk to the children about um, and the teenagers about, hey, this is where you might get a start on home. Talking to them about um, having more money in retirement, is, you know, that's fairyland for them. Yeah. It's, it's millions of miles away. So, um, But if you get a few... Uh, putting in, let's say, 10 or $20 a week or something like that into the kids' KiwiSaver, 
and telling the child you're doing that and helping, you know, and showing them how their balance is growing or usually growing. Sometimes it might go down when the markets mm-hmm. go down, but it gets the kids into thinking about saving and and if if you're, you know, if you can help them learn about the markets, that's all good. If, if you feel up to it, like. If they're in one of the higher-risk funds, sometimes the balance will go down when the markets go down. Mm-hmm. And you can explain that to them if you're, you're feeling up to that. You know, it's a chance to educate the child a little bit mm. as they're coming through. Oh, gosh, you know, we all had a bad year and the share markets went down. And even tell them about that and why their balance has gone from, yeah. down from 10000 to 9500 or or whatever. Stop um, them having a freak-out moment later in life when it happens. Indeed, mm. yeah. And... But if you're listening to this and thinking, God, I don't don't understand it myself, I can't teach a kid, well, don't worry. Yeah. It's just some, a bonus yeah. if, if you're in a position to do that. So I did a few sums on this, and if you were to set up $10 a week automatically going out of, I would suggest automatically going out of your your bank account to the child's KiwiSaver, and you can, can do that, every provider should be happy for you to set that up. And if you did that from when the kid's born for 18 years and if you put them in a growth fund, a high-risk fund, which is what I would recommend, so that their money was growing on average about 6% a year after fees and tax, that's sort of what we might expect in a in a high-risk growth yeah. fund. If you're doing $10 a week, by the time they're 18, they would have 16500 mm. And if you did $20 a week, they'd have double that. They'd have 33000 which I reckon, as the kid's turning 18, to be able to say to them, hey, look, look, we've got 33000 here as a start for your house deposit. Mm-hmm. And if you keep contributing yourself from here mm-hmm. on in, um, you're, you know, by the time you're 30 or something, there could be some a decent sort mm-hmm. of deposit in there. It's a great way to get the kids started. Um, I would stress that you really should be putting it into one of the high-risk growth funds um, because then you will get that kind of build-up where $20 could grow to 33000 If you say, oh gosh, I can't cope with the markets wobbling around, we'll still do it. That's still fine. Put it in a medium-risk one perhaps, but it won't grow as much. It, It might grow to Twenty, or you know, some some lower number than than the thirty three. Mm. Um, but if you if you have the the courage really to put it in the higher risk and to watch it going up and down, um, because it will, without a doubt, during eighteen years, mm-hmm. there'll be times when the balance will go down quite a lot because it does every now and then in the markets. So we've seen it lately. Mm. Um, so you've got to just put up with that and don't move it at that point. You know, you could move the child into a low-risk fund at that point if you wanted, but that would be a real pity. Mm. And the thing about this is that parents can do it, but grandparents can do it, aunties and uncles can do it, or just a friend. You know, if you know a child, and and particularly a family where they might not be able to afford to do this for the child because they're really struggling with their own mortgage Mm. payments or whatever else, you would need to sort of obviously get the parents' permission and Mm. the the name of the the KiwiSaver account you're putting money into. But you can 
do that. I've done that to give money to not my family members yeah. um, into their KiwiSaver. So somebody else could set it up to help a child. And just $10 a week, you know, it's not a lot of money. Or 20 um, mm-hmm. Yes, to get to get the kids going. Um, the other thing is, when the child turns 18, um, quite often they're in tertiary education or an apprenticeship or something like that and not in a position themselves to be putting money in. And at that point, government contributions starting to come uh-huh. in. So it's really good if somebody is getting some money into their account at that point. So if you were to continue at $20 a week, that's actually enough to get them the maximum government 1042 a year coming in. So 521 coming in from the government, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. Yeah. Yes, 1,042 from you. Yes, absolutely. Mm. 521 coming in from the government. And, you know, from then on, from 18 on, it's really good to have it happen that the money is getting in there so that the young person is getting the maximum yeah. from the government. The free money. Coming through. Yeah. That deadline coming up, by the way. Sorry? The deadline is coming up for uh, your $1,000 a year. That's right, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. You're going to ask you, me. Yeah, have you? you no, put not it yet. In. You are going to always before the la- Always the last week of uh, June the 30th, yeah. <laughs> Go, it's a yeah. Mulligan family tradition. Look, it's... Massive panic. It's obviously... Frantic emails to our KiwiSaver provider. <laughs> is it too late? It's an adrenaline addiction, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Jesse's life is so boring, everybody, that he gets his kicks out of <laughs> putting his money in at the last okay. minute. But everybody else is listening is going to be much yeah. more sensible. Yeah, they've been doing $20 a week or $80 a month since yes. last 30th of June. Yeah, and, sure. you know, if there are people out there on a savings suspension, or they're, so they're not putting money into KiwiSaver currently, quite possibly because the mortgage payments have gone way up or something like that, which is totally understandable. But if you can get any money into the Kiwi, your KiwiSaver before June the 30th, for, if you put in $100, the government will put in 50 mm. You know, and it's real... Pity not to, not to grab what the government's putting in. A um, couple of questions, Mary, yes. uh, on text. Given that the government doesn't contribute anything to children, why not just put it in a share fund? Yeah, indeed. And that, was, <clears throat> that feeds beautifully into the next point I wanted to make is that you can absolutely do it outside KiwiSaver, and it's just the same. If you put it into a share fund, it would probably grow at about the same pace as because a, a, a growth KiwiSaver fund is basically invested in shares. Mm. So you could do it in a non-KiwiSaver fund, and the advantages of that are then the money can be taken out for perhaps university or other tertiary education, or if a child wants to start a business, there are various other reasons why them having quite a few thousand dollars at 18 or or, Mm. or 20 or 25 is great. The negative is that once they get their hands on the money, they might blow it all on booze or um, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or something. Buying a car that isn't an all, all bad thing to do, but it's yeah. you know it's perhaps not what you had in mind. Whereas if you put it into KiwiSaver, the only thing they can take it out for is a first home. Yes. And so you know way that. Think up, of the eighteen-year-olds yes. you've met in your life, yes. and ask if they had thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Would they keep it in the bank for a house or would they keep it for something more pressing? Yeah, yeah. I guess there'll be a mix. As I say, some of them have got a great idea for a business Mm. or 
um, and using it for travel, you know, some people would think that's mm-hmm. fine and others would say, no, I want it for a longer-term mm. financial investment. Okay. But KiwiSaver um, locks it up. Yes. So that's that's your choice. Weigh up whether you want to lock it in for a first home or not. Yeah. Somebody says, and I'm not sure if you can interpret this one, I was keen to sign my kids up to KiwiSaver until I found out they can't opt out. No. I, I, that's right. Once you're in, you can't opt out, but you can just never put any money in. You can go on saving suspensions forever. So the child, um, when they get a job, uh, will be automatically having 3% taken out of their pay unless they opt out. And when you start a new job, you it's something up to eight weeks, I think, from when you start, you can say, no, I don't want this money coming out of my KiwiSaver account. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, sorry, out of my pay into KiwiSaver. And so no money goes out. So they're essentially not contributing. They're not taking part in... They can't get the money out, though. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The money that's already gone in is locked in. Mm -hmm. But they are not obliged to do anything. They could then go Mm -hmm. on a saving suspension for the rest of their lives. I think they might have to renew it every year, but that wouldn't be hard. Mm -hmm. It would just be an online form or something. But for for the most part, it's a really good thing to be getting your kid into. Mm -hmm. I can't really see an argument for someone saying, I don't want to be oblige my child to have to opt out every year. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's not a very sound argument. Yeah. Great. Mary Holm. Yeah. Great session. Thank you. Thanks, Jesse. Uh, you can listen to Mary's uh, previous conversations on this show on our website, on the podcast page. Uh, her website is maryholm.com.